What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, I sat down with Greg Brooks from the Rocket Station. Greg helps run a company that has over 2,000 virtual assistants that help real estate agents, real estate investors, brokers, all sorts of people in the real estate industry. If you are a real estate agent that is getting busy, congrats. But soon you're going to have to hire. Greg can help you do that. We sat down and discussed his process and how they help real estate agents scale their business. Welcome to the show, Greg Brooks. All right. Welcome to the show today, Greg. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So give everyone a little bit about your background and... You know, we were talking before the show, you guys are managing like 2,000 people overseas, which is uh, mind-boggling to me, but uh, tell tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your company, and, and how you got to, to this point where you're providing so much value to so many people in the real estate industry. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, and we, once again, we appreciate you, uh, you guys having us. So my name is Greg Brooks. I'm uh, one of the partners as well as the National Director of Business Development at Rocket Station Virtual Staffing. Um, so we specialize in, in real estate-specific virtual staffing. We, 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 like you said, we were talking before the show, a, a lot of people in this industry, especially through COVID, you know, either heard about VAs or, or listened to a podcast about VAs. And then when they come down to, to hiring one, they realize, oh, this is a person, right? Who I've got to kind of set them up for success and train them and manage them. And I think, I, you know, for a lot of agents out there who are in the day to day, right? Managing their clients, managing businesses, man, or managing business, managing their listings, there's not, you know, managing, trying to have a family life. Like there's not a lot of extra hours to throw on a bunch of people management. So kind of where we carved out our niche is really just helping, uh, helping agents find number one, world-class, super talented individuals. Like, like you mentioned, we've got over 2000 people in the Philippines, um, that work and plug into our clients' businesses every single day, just like a part-time or full-time employee would in their local market. But it's also helping that business owner kind of help themselves not be working in their business so much and more giving them a platform to work on it. And what I mean by that is helping them figure out what do they need help with, right? Do they need an ISA? Do they need someone to help with their social media presence? Do they need someone to create listing packets or to follow up with their, you know, with, with their active listings? Or do they need a transaction coordinator, right? There's so much hustle and bustle and so much that, that top agents or even just agents getting going have to do. A lot of times it's hard to figure out like, well, if I were to hire a VA, like what would I have them do? Like what's the best use of my time as the agent? And then therefore, what can I give to the VA? So we really help kind of end to end, help the help agents, help brokerages prepare for their first hire through documented systems and processes and really scoping out exactly what they need and then pairing it with world-class talent that comes pre-trained and pre-vetted, you know, ready to plug into any number of roles in the, in the day-to-day for their, for their business. Where do you think most people go wrong or make mistakes and, you know, go the VA route, but then not have the success that they want? Do you think it's not having talented people, not training them, not managing them, not really knowing what they should be doing? Like how, cause you know, a lot of people, I think, uh, like we were saying before the show, they're, they're sold <clears throat> that this is some sort of magic pill and then they do it and it doesn't really pay out for them. So where, how do people screw this up? 
Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the execution of it, it, it's all the things you mentioned. It's, you know, finding great talent. It's training that talent. It's managing that talent. Like those are the things once you get going that it doesn't matter if you're hiring in the Philippines or if you're hiring in Romania or if you're hiring in Dallas, Texas, where I'm at. Like those are things that with any hire, with bringing somebody on board, you have to be prepared for. What I would say though, is like the number one stumbling blocks for a lot of people um, is like, well, what, what can a VA do? And like, how could I use them? Like a lot of agents, because their personal brand is so strongly tied to their business, we find when we're going through that discovery process to figure out where they could use VAs or, or what are their gaps or what are things that they're not good at or even don't want to do. So oftentimes like the agent is like, well, only I, you know, I, I only I could be, it could do that or only I can handle this conversation or this level of work. So it's, you know, it's really that, um, that, that migration I would say, or, or that, that maturation from being self-employed to being a business owner, right? right. For those Welcome that have the been there or gone Greg, through that, like that, that means a lot where you go from realizing, yes, I'm good at what I do. Like I, but, but, but my time is not scalable. I can't work 48 hours in a 24 hour period. So how do I, you know, figure out what makes me so good at that document a process so it can be trained and managed to, and then hand that work off to somebody else. So I think it, it's kind of that hustle and bustle when you're in a relationship-based business where a lot of people, I don't know if it's lack of trust or just lack of time to like really invest in, you know, other people so that they can be just as good as they are. But it's really just that, you know, no one does it better than me. Therefore I have to do it. And, you know, as you know, cause, cause you're one of them, like top performing agents, top performing brokerages, like that's not how they think, right? The scalability of people and time, we've all got the same 24. So being able you know, to effectively train and onboard people is, is so crucial. And, you know, if you think that you're going to be the only person that does everything in your business all the time, you know, you're just never going to really be able to maximize both yourself as well as like this industry and become the agent that you want to be, which listening to a podcast, you know, you're probably looking to better your skill sets and level up and make more money or have more time off. And, you know, you doing everything is not going to be the pathway to that outcome. Yeah. I think that people, agents get busy and they don't they don't carve out the prep time to figure out what they need this person to do and and like actually teach them how to how to do what they need to do so like when an agent you know let's say they're doing two three deals a month so you know they're starting to get busy and uh they're starting to realize they need help um, and they reach out to you, like, how does the process work? Do you help them go through, uh, the things they do, the things that they should offload or, you know, how to, how do you manage that when someone reaches out to you guys? Yeah, no, that's, so that's exactly it. So we, we like to do it via a live consultation. We've got a little exercise too, that I can kind of share with the listeners here in a second, but no, we literally will dive down being, being a, a real estate focused virtual staffing company. For those of your listeners that maybe have tried to hire a VA company, a lot of VA companies, their, their, their pitch is, Hey, we're affordable and we can do everything. Right. Well, real estate is very nuanced, right? How you operate on the residential side versus the commercial versus the investor side versus the property management carries a little bit of nuance. You know, there's different tasks, different operational structures. So what we do with each of our clients is, is just walk through like, okay, you got on this call for a reason. So where, you know, is it, you're running out of time? Is it, you need to scale? Is it, Hey, you've got, you know, 50 leads a week and you're not following up with them. Like what is the immediate kind of pain point that got you to the point where you're even open to having a conversation about VAs. 
And then what we do, we've got kind of a systematic approach to where we start to walk through kind of the business front to back and say, okay, from lead generation to um, relationship nurturing, to follow-up, to calendar management, to email management, to the transaction coordination process, you know, all the, all the way through kind of uncoupling and, and figuring out like what does the agent either want to do or where, where do they really want to be in their business, right? We, we all heard the term, you know, highest revenue generating activity. Like what are you trying to get yourself freed up to to be the best agent you can be? And then we help walk through kind of all the particulars of, well, here's how you would unload your social media management. Here's how you would unload, you know, your lead follow-up or lead, lead management. Here's how you would unload your transaction process. And we start to actually build that documentation and those, those process flows and SOPs and checklists to show them, hey, as long as you can work with us to show us the CRM that you utilize, the, the, um, the, the outbound sales strategy that you utilize, all those processes that you have as an agent who's doing two, three, four, five deals a month, as long as you can walk us through kind of how you're doing it currently, our team will be able to improve how you do it and document it all so that you can hand it off to a VA that works right alongside you. What's the first role that a, that a solo agent, you know, that, that gets to that two, three deals a month level, what's the first role that they typically hand off? Is it the TC uh, administrative side, or is it typically the inside sales agent side? Yeah. So, so I say, and where you can get the, I would say like the best bang for your buck, right. In terms of, Hey, I would love for my VA to result in me doing one more transaction a month. I always, and what we typically see with clients is the ISA slash kind of personal assistant type role where we all spend a ton of money on all these marketing channels, right. Whether you're, you know, listed on Zillow or you're doing, you know, ads on Facebook or whatever the case may be, having that presence and having that touch point to really build a brand. And then when people convert and want more information, being able to respond quickly, right? We live in an Amazon economy. Everybody wants it now and they want it to be personalized. So I say for, for a lot of people, you know, the ISA role is pivotal because I guarantee that you either have new leads that you're not touching within the first hour or two of them you know, coming to you, whether that's a text message or an email or a form submission, you know, where a DM on Facebook, wherever that's coming from. Um, and then a lot of agents also don't have the bandwidth or the time or even the want to, to follow up with somebody four five, six, seven, eight, ten times. Right. So they're losing business that way, just from the consistency game. And then I it's think it's interesting agent- that you can, that you combine that role because I, I think we always train people, you know, it's your first hire should be, either an ISA or an assistant. And then, then your next hire should be whoever the first wasn't. Um, and, and it, but so it's interesting to, for me to hear this combined, uh, role of it. Um, you know, what, what type of, I'm curious from the, the VA side of it, like what, what kind of person is good at, both of those things like how do you identify the person that will be good at booking appointments good at follow-up but also good at the administrative yeah definitely so i think we're looking for someone with like uh, excellent communication skills someone who's very detail oriented um a lot of the times like when people say isa when you think about what an isa is doing you know a quality isa a lot, it's, it's inbound, right? So a lot of it is they're answering the same three, four, five questions, right? They're, they're sending the same responses or they're able to follow up five, six, seven times from kind of a, 
a, a call script or, or, or a text script. So that's why I always recommend that piece is because we lose so much business just from that standpoint and going through that process development, we can like document and create templates where it's really not a true outbound sales role, right? We're not talking about picking up the phone and cold calling a bunch of people where you've got to have a certain spunk and get after it type mentality. Cause you're going to hear no nine times out of 10. Um, so that's where I feel like the, the ISA handling the inbound, being very regimented in your follow-up process and getting that documented out, creating those templates, the messaging, all that. But then it also rolls perfectly into kind of that personal assistant where now the additional appointments you're getting, boom, they're the ones that are handing, handling it on your calendar. They're sending day of follow-up reminders. They're following up after, um, they're managing your email when, when, when stuff comes in, where I think that a lot of people kind of have that connotation. If I have admin work, like it needs to be someone who, you know, is super detail oriented introvert, but where personally from the success I've seen with our agents, you need someone who can kind of act as that hybrid, um, almost more like a, like a really good kind of customer service type agent, because so much of, you know, how that potential client is interacted with on the, on the front end determines whether you get the business or not. And it leads right into you know, you then working alongside them where they need to, where your, your VA then needs to have that consistent communication and keep you going the right direction to follow up with the person, you know, meet with them, take them, you know, get them set up in the MLS, whatever the case may be. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense that they're in they're they're calling leads that are pretty hot or, or warm, you know, or, Maybe, maybe, but they might, they might be ones that an agent ignores. I've always, I've always thought that agents are really good at the leads that are like 30 days and in, but if, if, if they, you know, if they're not, if it takes longer than that, it, the follow-up is usually not there. So I, I think, I think having someone in that role, they could almost naturally spill over into, you know, continuing to care for the client. Like they follow up right over two, three months, whatever it is, get them booked for the appointment. Now it's just natural for that person to help with the contract, the close phase. Cause they've, they already have a, a relationship with that particular client. So I think that's, that's an interesting take on that, that role. And I think for most agents, if they had someone like that, they're going to add at least a transaction a month, if not more. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the, you know, the, the 20, you know, the 80, 20 principle, right? The 20%, the, maybe even 10% for agents that are just now go, 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 you know, you're one, two, three transaction a month. Like most agents, if you're, if this is your career and you're in this full time, like you're able to do that, you know, where we really see the power of VAs helping agents is getting you that extra one, two, three transactions a month. And usually those transactions come because you have consistent follow-up, right? Because you're able to check in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days from now, right? Just send those courtesy messages or even like what it comes down to what we see. Like if the person's like, Hey, we're not going to be going for 45 days. Like being able to have someone who remembers to call them 30 days later, you know what I mean? Like how many people just, they never make that call. The lead comes in, we work it for a couple days. They don't give us an immediate, like, you know, notion that they're going to be ready to move forward. So we just kind of let it live in our CRM and we're not running any retargeting campaigns and it just sits there. So having somebody who can just continue that nurture, whether it's like putting them in an automation that enrolls them into emails or market updates, or even just having a consistent social media presence, or if it's actually picking up the phone 35 days later saying, Hey, you know, just calling on behalf of Dan, wanted to reach out, see how you guys are doing. Like you said, that I think easily a transaction, two transactions a month just from business that 
you paid for that lead at some point. So lead business that you've already paid for, which then makes your cost of conversion continually become less, 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 and you can do more with your marketing spend. Describe the training that you put your, you know, your, your VAs through before they you know, go interact with the client. Yeah, definitely. So we do a six week process. So the first two weeks of that is all of your typical HR stuff. So obviously when you're hiring from another country, um, like the Philippines, and for those of, you know, those listeners that aren't familiar with the Philippines, the reason we're there is because most fortune 500 companies in English speaking countries. So English speaking Europe, as well as North America outsource a lot of their phone sales, lead generation, as well as customer service work there because English is the primary language. So despite being in Southeast Asia, I mean, I've got, I got 10 salespeople that could call you right now and you'd think that they were in San Diego or New York, but they actually live just outside of Manila. Um, so we're there. Yeah. So we're there because the Western culture parallels just with how, it's called the BPO industry. The business process outsourcing industry has grown over the last 40 or 50 years in the Philippines. It's a very westernized professional working culture. So the first two weeks of what we do is vetting everything from your typical HR screening, background checks, drug tests, personality profiling, like all the stuff to find our level of candidate. And for us, that's a college educated business professional who has a minimum of five years of professional work experience. Um, so they go through, you know, interview, three-step interview process, cultural screening, all that stuff for us to say yay or nay. A big part of also outsourcing and anybody who's tried to hire can probably relate to this. You hear chickens in the background or dogs in the background, or they have spotty internet connections at times, or sometimes a, a storm just knocks their power out. So part of what we do to save our clients the headache is like, we know based on parts of the country, based on kind of what the infrastructure is like, there's areas that we just can't hire from just because, you know, the fiber optics isn't run there and the internet connectivity is unreliable. So kind of all that secret sauce of having 2000 people that work for us in the Philippines that we've accumulated over almost 11 years now, we build that into the front end to find the best, most reliable, talented, you know, individuals we can. And then they go through about four and a half weeks and that's where the real estate specific training comes in. So for example, someone with a customer service background, maybe they haven't worked in the real estate industry before, but we know someone in customer service is typically going to go down and work for a broker or an agent, or they're going to end up in our property management field. So we put them through everything from your 10,000 foot kind of contextual. This is what, you know, a real estate agent does. This is, you know, the, the flow of a transaction. Um, this is what the industry looks like all the way down to the nuanced testing within different softwares and CRMs, doing call scripting, all of it, they go through a rigorous four and a half weeks, not to make them a complete expert. At the end of the day, every agent is going to operate their business a little bit differently, but more to evaluate their skill sets, evaluate their ability to learn, to take feedback. We have live coaches. We have automated like online training videos that they go through that they're taking tests on. So we're testing their ability to learn and understand the industry because we feel like that's a big indicator when they start working with a client that they're going to be able to then use those process documents that we developed custom to you that you, that outlines the job that you need and they're going to be able to plug in a lot faster. So that that training is all about just raising the floor so that when they step in to work with you, they understand the industry, they understand what you deal with as an agent, they understand how to be an ISA, they understand how to be a transaction coordinator. And now it's more about learning the nuance of your business through processes, through training, that's all been custom built. So it's a quicker learning curve and there's more accountability there once they get working with you. What are the pros and cons of going this route rather than 
the agent out there who wants to hire someone locally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like now, like with kind of an unknown market, VAs can be a very, um, a very, you know, unlocking power, if you will, because whereas like a lot of the agents we've talked to, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're limiting the hours of their assistant or, or maybe just, you know, the truth is if you're doing one, two, three transactions a month, you probably can't afford somebody locally, at least full-time to be doing it for you. So what I would say is just the affordability piece when trained the right way, our pricing is $10 an hour flat rate. Um, so you're able to get a lot more bang for your buck, um, just from the economics of it, right. Where you can hire somebody that might cost you 22, 23, you know, some markets, $30 an hour from a skill set standpoint, but you're getting it for, for 10 bucks an hour. Um, I also would say with our model, the flexibility of it, right. I, I know there's a lot of unique situations kind of in this, uh, temp or, um, you know, uh, market that we're in now where a lot of people because of COVID because of work from home, they've got a little side hustle or they're doing some assistant work on the side. Um, I always worry with that when you're hiring an American doing that, like how much attention are they actually bringing to your business? And like, what does that align with your goals and where you're trying to get to? The great thing about kind of our model is you get a, you get a fully dedicated person only works for you, virtual assistant, either part-time or full-time that's fully in line, lockstep and tell with what you're doing. Um, so if you really are needing someone who like right now, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe it is only 20 hours a week that you need, but assuming it goes well, you could see in two, three, four months, it being a full-time role, we can mature that person right through. Whereas if you have someone who like, Hey, I just want to be your 10 hour a week assistant. You know, it's hard to really kind of make that person an anchor in your business and have them grow with you. So just the flexibility of it. Um, you know, we, we kind of try to make flight plans where the success of the VA helps the agent, which then grows the business, which then means the VA is gaining more hours or we're hiring more VAs. So um, I think that's a huge, just from a flexibility standpoint there, while still getting all the attention on your business, a huge benefit of working with VAs. Yeah, you, you can scale up quicker, scale down quicker. It's, it's definitely a little bit more adaptable for, sh for sure. Uh, what, what do you think the biggest challenge is with your clients when they they start using VAs definitely I so I think I think there is a certain at least with our service there is a certain level of role that you know you have to be in tune to in order to not like overwhelm the VA so part of that is just like the planning right like having a goal there's nothing that makes us cringe more than like people saying, Oh, well, I've tried to hire VAs before. Okay. You know, what did you do? Well, I hired them and then I showed them what to do. And I said, Hey, write down everything I'm doing or record yourself doing it. Like that's just not a good feedback loop. So like the lack of a plan, I mean, really when you make any hire, but specifically with VAs, um, is definitely something where I, I, you know, with our business model, but where I always kind of tell people like spend the time, even if it's just a couple hours, even if it's a couple loom videos, like put some structure to how you're going to hand off any job, any task, any role. Um, the other part is VAs are definitely not for like desperate times. And what I mean by that is if your marketing's not working, if you're spending tons of money with Google or Facebook or some kind of agency and it's not converting, don't go hire a VA who on their resume says, I did social media management and be like, Hey, I need you to get me 50 leads a week, go and give them no direction and no pause. I've, there's very few examples that I've heard of people having success with that. Um, don't try to hire your problems away with a VA as affordable as they can be, or as good as that resume might look. 
Um, I would say, you know, you need to, you know, focus on the business and invest your time as the owner when there are situations that, you know, are resulting in results that, that aren't positive, right? A VA is typically not the, not the solution there either. Hmm. Yeah. I, th I think you definitely have to spend time, uh, managing them and, and it kind of goes back to the, like, you know, the thing we said earlier that it's not a magic, you know, not a magic pill. And I think, I think, um, you know, the mistake most real estate agents make when they're scaling is they don't, they don't hire soon enough and they don't have a lot of time. And then they end up not realizing that you have to spend time training them, setting expectations, you know, creating ways to, to check in on them. And I, I assume this is all part of what they get when they, you know, utilize a service like, yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's end to end. I mean, I think just kind of the natural, if you're hiring someone typically, it's usually one of two things. It's either like you're trying to get more efficient and streamlined and you're trying to find some way to hire enough people to support the business that you have, right? Which usually means as the business owner, there's probably a lot going on, right? Which doesn't necessarily mean you have a ton of time to plan or train or get somebody plugged in. The, you know, the other situation is there's a huge market opportunity, right? Especially now, like the agents that are going to come up on top and have bigger brands and bigger presence. And I mean, those are the people that are working right now, right? Even if your business is seeing kind of a, a downturn or a little bit of a slip compared to what it was six months ago, the people who come out on top are the ones that are, are planning for this and, and getting ready for the or the market to turn, which means you're planning for opportunity, which also means you probably don't have a ton of time. So yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Like you need to spend the right amount of time and it doesn't have to be everything, right? Like maybe there's 50 things in your business that you're like, Oh, it'd be great if a VA could do that. Well, like start with three, right? Hire someone part-time and just hand off the three things that are taking the most time of yours that you shouldn't be doing. And then slowly add more, add more, add more, right? A lot of the times with our clients, we kind of take that stair step approach because from what, what we say, we can come in and map your whole business and you can hire 10 VAs right now and you can just be out in front of clients all day long. That's all you have to do. But do you have the time to be able to kind of work with us through those processes so that we can set a system up to be able to hand all that off? And for most agents, like that's just not how it is. But if you hire a VA to take over those two or three things, that's going to give you two, three, four, five more hours a week where you can focus on your business and find those next two, three, four, five things. And it just kind of, you know, spin wheels like that. Well, this has been amazing, Greg. Uh, we always end the show with a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire Q and a, yeah, let's do it. Fire away. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Um, it's better to have, uh, it's better to, to make 1% off of a hundred people than a hundred percent off of yourself. Mm. Love that. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you see experienced real estate agents making? Uh, trying to do it all themselves and working every hour of the day because quote unquote, that's what real estate is. Hmm. What's the biggest challenge you've ever had in business and how'd you overcome it? That's a good one. Biggest challenge. So I think during COVID, I'm sure this is a common answer that you get. Uh, during COVID, I mean, we went from a convention-based, get in front of people, referral-based business, shaking hands, high-fiving, and selling our services to having no digital or online presence. And we spent a lot of time investing on kind of our marketing and pivoting our model, um, which played right along with kind of the service we delivered to 
be able to get in front of people and position ourselves as a virtual hiring expert to help a lot of people through the craziness of COVID. What's one thing you're doing in your business now that you were not doing a year ago? We are doing um, kind of order on demand, meaning if you want to get on a live call, which is you know a classic kind of discovery sales deep dive like we talked about, you can do it. But we do a lot of like webinars and self-led kind of hot topics where we just kind of work through stuff. Some's recorded, some is just live kind of group group webinar stuff. And we've seen just a ton of response there where it gives the buyer or the purchaser, the potential client the control based on their time to either watch something pre-recorded or hop into a live session with one of our reps. What is something that most real estate agents are not doing that you think they should be doing? Oh, good one. Most of, I say most of them are not looking at this kind of market reset as an opportunity. And I feel like if you can flip your mindset and see it as an opportunity and rather than a slowdown, you're going to be a heck of a lot better for it in three to six months. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Hopefully on a beach in the Philippines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you might be too close to your, uh, to your employees though. I know, right? I might, I might be the remote <laughs> VA at that point, which I would not, uh, I would not mind. <laughs> All right, Greg, thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to get in touch with you or learn more about your company or just connect with you, what, what are the best ways for them to do that? Yeah, definitely. So discovery dot rocketstation.com if anybody wants to dive in deeper if you're feeling any of the stress of kind of what we've talked about i want a va but i don't know what they need them to do head over there discovery.rocketstation.com and then for the listeners and once again we appreciate you having us on the show um anybody that does get going with our service you get 75 percent off your first month with a rocket station va so that's discovery.rocketstation.com all right, Greg, thank you so much for being here today. To all of our listeners and viewers, thanks for tuning in. Please leave us some feedback, review the show on iTunes, share it with other people that you think would benefit from these lessons, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.